Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about Come to Me, and we're coming from the book of 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 5 through 12, and verses 35 through 43. So grab your journals. So this morning when I woke up, the first thing that I did was thank God for waking me up. And then I thought I need to check my to-do list to see everything that I need to get done today. And then I realized I didn't make a to-do list. So I was like, okay, well, after I do my quiet time on my podcast, I definitely have to make a to-do list. Then I begin to read my devotional. My devotional says, I confess that I tend to search for security in the wrong place, this broken world. I make mental and written checklists of things I need to do in order to gain control of my life. <laughs> Not God coming from me in my devotional. It says, my goal is to check everything off my list so that I can finally relax and be at peace. But I've discovered that the more I work to achieve this goal, the more things crop up on my list. The harder I work, the more frustrated I become. You've been showing me a far better way to find security in this life. Instead of scrutinizing my checklist, I need to fix my thoughts on you, rejoicing in your presence with me. The Bible tells me you will keep me in perfect peace as I stay attentive to you. Moreover, being in communication with you helps me sort out what is important, what is not, and what needs to be done now and what does not. Lord, please train me to fix my eyes, not on what is seen, my circumstances, but on what is unseen, your loving presence. And after I read my devotional, I was like, well, maybe I don't need to do a to-do list for today because wow. And what the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me is that the main thing that we need to do on a daily is come to God's presence, is come to God, is check in with him, is see what he has for us to do today. And with us becoming sensitive and relying on the Holy Spirit, he will guide us throughout this day and show us what is at the top of the list or what is priority and what it, what can wait. So it's not that I feel like God God is saying permanently get rid of to-do lists or checklists or, you know, it's a problem. It's just make sure we know who is the one that's truly ahead of our life. It's not our checklist. It's not our things to do. It's not what's on our phone or what's in our journal, but it's whatever he places in our heart for that day. It's giving God authority even over our checklist and our to-do list. And while the Holy Spirit was downloading this in my spirit, I began to think about the word for the month of October, which is only God, October. And I feel like this aligns directly with that because God is reminding us that it's only me that's going to lead you day by day. It's only me that's going to give you the words and the revelation that you need to walk in the steps that I ordered for you. Your to-do list or your checklist don't know the steps that I have for you. Your to-do list and your checklist is according to your knowledge, but my thoughts and my ways are way higher than your ways. So don't put too much hope or too much faith or too much trust in that to-do list or that checklist because I can change it at any second because I am the head of your life and I know what I have planned for you in this day. And it also made me think about last week's episode, which was keep your eyes locked. Don't even take your eyes off of me for your to-do list. I know it's different things and different opportunities that I have given you and you want to be a good steward of them, but don't let them outweigh your focus on me. Because what is the point of checking off everything on your to-do list or everything in your checklist if I'm not a part of it? 
without my presence, even if you do check off everything, even if you do get everything done, even if you do have all the details correct, without my presence, it still won't flourish. Without my presence, it still won't lead to elevation. Without my presence, you having all the details correctly still won't lead to destiny if you don't include me. So I need you to come to me on the daily before you get your mind set on what's on that checklist or that to-do list. Come to me because even if you do follow every step, it's not going to get you to what I have for you if you don't have me in the midst of it. So he led me to the book of first Kings and this chapter talks about Adonijah sets himself up as king. And as I begin to read first Kings chapter one, the verses that God allowed to stand out to me were verses five through 12 and verses 35 through 43. Verse five says, now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggath, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of him. And what God showed me about this is that he was deciding that he was going to make himself king and he got the chariots and horses ready to run ahead of him because that is the details and that is what it looks like when you become king. But not once did it say that God had called him to be king or that David had called him to be king. It says that he was making himself king and in order to make himself king, in order to elevate himself, in order to take himself to the next level in purpose, he decided decided to check off all of the details and check off what needed to be done to look like king. And we all can relate to that when we wake up one day and say, okay, I want to do this. So I'm going to, I'm going to YouTube how to do this. I'm going to buy all the equipment, how to do this. And I'm going to change my bio. And I'm going to say, this is who I am. And we check off everything on a to-do list to set ourselves up to look like this new idea that we've came up with. And God says, but without me, you are not that. So it says that Adonijah went and he got the chariots and the horses. And then when you get to verse seven, it says Adonijah conferred with Job, son of Zariah and with Abrath, the priest, and they gave him their support. And what this made me think about is when we get our new fresh ideas and then we go to our friends like, yeah, girl, what you think about this? And our friends be like, yes, that's a great idea. And we like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was a great idea. That's how I'm doing it. And I already done ordered the stuff off Amazon. I've already changed my bio. I've already started letting people know that this is who I am now. We go through the to-do list and then we go to our friends and God is saying, but did you come to me? Then verse nine says, Adonijah then sacrificed sheep, cattle, and fattened calves at the stone of Zelah near Enragil. He invited all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the royal officials of Judah. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet or Benani or the special guard or his brother Solomon. Because not only do we know what we need to do in the physical, sometimes we know what we need to do in the spiritual as well. But you can sacrifice something or you could do a fast and still not wait until you get the answer from God and think just because you did the fast, then that was all that you need to do. But if you did the fast without waiting for clarity, what was the point of doing a fast? So it says that he sacrificed the sheep and the cattle because that is another thing that's on the to-do list. That's another thing that's on the checklist. You must sacrifice it. And this is why God tells us not to be fooled by the things of our eyes because there can be people that look like they're serving God, that look like they're fasting and praying, that look like they're dedicated to the church, that look like they live a life after God, but it's all for show. They're doing these things so that they can check these things off of their list to look like they're really living according to God's will and according to God's plan, but it's really their own plan. 
I also love verse 10 where it says, but he did not invite Nathan the prophet or Benai or the special guard or his brother Solomon. His brother Solomon was the real king. That was who was really supposed to be king. So of course you're not going to invite him. And you also not going to invite the prophet because you know that the prophet knows the truth that what you're trying to set yourself up as, you're really not that. You know, it's kind of like how you go to your friends to talk about certain situations, but you know you wouldn't go to your pastor to talk about that because you know what your pastor would say or you you know what your spiritual covering would say, or you know what your mother would say. So you go to who you want to go to because you want them to give you the answer that you want. Even though you know that's not the answer that God would give you, you go out and you look for support that's manipulated by their love for you. So it says he did not invite Solomon because he knew that Solomon knew he was really supposed to be king. And he also did not invite the prophet because he knew that the prophet would tell him that this is not God's will for his life. So God is saying, that there are some situations where you're going to your close friends and you're going to your family members and you're going to your loved ones because you know the answer that God is saying is still not going to lead to the steps that I have ordered for you because you can't get those steps if you don't come to me. I need you to come to me, not to your friends and family. I need you to come to me, not to the to-do list and the checklist that looks like it's going to get you to your purpose. I need you to come to me, not to the YouTube and to the schools and taking all the classes to get you the certifications. I need you to come to me because like we said at the beginning of this month it's only God October and it's only going to be God that gets you to the steps that he ordered for you it's only going to be God that gets you to your destiny it doesn't matter about the details it's only going to be God what Adonijah was doing was that he was setting it up to look like he was king he had the chariots and the horses so that they can be in front of him like he was king and he had his friends that was supporting him like they believed that he was king and he sacrificed the sheep and the cattle to really look and play the part of king but he didn't have the anointing but then verse 11 says then nathan asked bathsheba solomon's mother have you not heard that adonijah the son of haggath has become king and our lord david knows nothing about it now then let me advise you how you can save your own life in the life of your son solomon Go in to King David and say to him, my Lord, the King, did you not swear to me your servant? Surely Solomon, your son shall be king after me and he will sit on my throne. Remind God of what he said to you. If you're in a circumstance or a situation and it looks like it's not about to be what God said it was going to be, don't worry about trying to make it happen on your own. Don't worry about trying to go through the checklist and the to-do list to make it happen or to see what you can do to position yourself for a purpose that God gave to you. Not once did it say anything about what Solomon said or what Solomon did. No, go to the king and remind the king of what he said. He don't even need you to remind him. But if you're beginning to get weary, if you're beginning to worry about what God said and you need some sort of confirmation, God says, come to me and talk to me. Don't go to your friends. Don't worry about trying to compete. Don't worry about comparing yourself. Don't worry about trying to make a way on your own. Come to me and let me handle your lightweight. Verse 35 says, then you are to go up with him and he is to come and sit on my throne and reign in my place. I have appointed him ruler over Israel and Judah. When the when Solomon's mother went into King David to tell him what Adonijah was doing, all that did was make King David 
accelerate what he had already called forth. He had already said that Solomon was going to be king. But now since you're trying to compete with him, now since you're trying to take his place, now since you're trying to make it look like it's yours, I'm going to accelerate what I was already going to do. So he said, call him in now and let's get it done now. And this was all happening while Adonijah was having his party with his horses and his chariots and making it look like it was a celebration. The real king was in the background getting crowned. And God says, sometimes you have to be okay with playing a background because the background is where I really handle business. I don't care about what it looks like in the spotlight. I don't care about what the crowd is saying. I'm going to bring you to the back room and I'm going to show you that I'll still anoint you. I'll still set this crown on your head, even if you don't have the horses and the chariots. Do you want the actual kingdom or do you just want to look like you in the kingdom? Do you want the real thing or do you want the knockoff? Do you want to walk around with a fake Gucci or do you want to get the real thing? We, we can't be moved and bothered by what is in the spotlight because oftentimes that's artificial. God says, I don't want to give you artificial. I want to give you my anointing. So I'm going to call you to the background. And sometimes the king has to be hidden because we working on something in the background. But when the time comes, they're going to see the real from the fake. So Adonijah was out with the horses and the chariots while Solomon was actually becoming the king. In verse 29, it says, then they shot, then they sounded the trumpet and all the people shouted, long live King Solomon. And all the people went up after him playing pipes and rejoicing greatly so that the ground shook with the sound. Adonijah and all the guests who were with him heard it as they were finishing their party. This was all going on while they were still quote unquote partying and celebrating Adonijah. The real king had a party that was so big that it shook the ground and got everybody's attention. God said, nobody can't outdo me. Nobody can't go big. You can't go big on big when you're dealing with God. So I understand they're trying to throw a little feast. I understand they're trying to make it seem like they're taking your place. I understand they think they checked off all of the details and they got the to-do list down pat. But when I step in, I'm going to do something so big that it's going to shake the ground that they was trying to build on. It's going to shake the whole foundation of everything that they think they was trying to put in place. So don't you worry about checking out the to-do list. Don't you worry about trying to get it done. You just come to me and watch what I do. It says, on hearing the sound of the trumpet, Job asks, what's the meaning of all this noise in the city? Even as he was speaking, Jonathan, the priest arrived. Adonijah said, come in. A worthy man like you must be bringing good news. Not at all, Jonathan answered. Our Lord, our Lord, King David has made Solomon king. The king has sent with him Zodak, the priest, Nathan, the prophet, Benesai, son of Jobed, and the curious in the prophets, and they have put him on the king's mule and they have anointed him king. The same ones you didn't invite because you already knew, you already knew that you wasn't supposed to be king. So you chose not to invite them. And even the rejection was a part of God's plan because God needed them there for the celebration of the real king. See, sometimes even when people reject you, that's a part of God's plan because God said, I didn't want you hanging around fake in the first place. I wanted you around the real thing. That was just for show. You see them posting online and look like they having a great time, but that's just for show. I set you aside because I wanted you to be in the real. And when I move, it's going to shake the whole ground and everything that they thought they were building on is going to come crumbling down. 
So God says, don't get stuck on the details. Don't get stuck on the fluff. Don't get stuck on what it looks like. Don't worry about trying to compete with them. Don't worry about trying to check off a checklist because they're just trying to make it look like something that is actually not. But long as you come to me, I'll make sure you stay in the real. As long as you come to me, I'll make sure you stay prosperous. As long as you come to me, I'll remind you that my word will not return to me void. As long as you come to me, I'll show you that I am the truth. As long as you come to me, I'll elevate you on levels that they can never reach. As long as you come to me, I'll show you that it's anointing over artificial. So don't worry about the pictures. As long as you come to me, I'll show you that I'll make a way out of no way. As long as you come to me, I'll show you that when they try to compete with you, it just makes me elevate what I'm already going to do. I'm going to accelerate it and get it done quicker as long as you come to me. And that's today's seed. Today's seed is OMW. I'm on my way to you, God. I'm on my way to you. I'm not focused on what it looks like. I'm not focused on what needs to be posted. I'm not focused on the to-do list. I'm not focused on a checklist. I'm not focused on trying to keep up. I'm not focused on trying to compete. I'm not focused on trying to make it look a certain type of way. I'm just focused on keeping my eyes locked on you because it's only God October and every word that you spoke to me, every promise that you made to me is only going to be accomplished if I'm keeping my eyes on you and I'm setting my focus on you. So today, my seed is I'm on my way God because I'm on my way to your presence I'm on my way to your anointing I'm on my way to your purpose I'm on my way to the steps that you ordered for me and I won't get there by looking around and I won't get there by trying to figure it out according to my own strength I'm only gonna get there by keeping my eyes locked on you in this only God October on my way seed and you can sow that to dollar sign the Christian Bay or PayPal Zell the Christian Bay at gmail.com on my way. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to even be on this podcast. Me, the opportunity to even speak as your vessel. I pray over every person under the sound of my voice that this word reminds them that they don't have to focus on what it looks like. They don't have to try to make this thing come to pass on their own. They don't have to try to stress themselves out to try to figure out what needs to be done and what needs to look what way. All they have to do is continue to seek after you. This is only God October and it's only going to be done by your spirit, not by our strength, not by our might, not by our to-do list, not by our checklist, not by our comparison, not by our watching, not by our trying to prove to other people and needing friends to support us and validate us. Father God, as long as we keep our eyes set on you, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, we love you and we give you full permission to take over our lives. We surrender ourselves to you. We submit ourselves to you, Father God. We give you authority over every area of our lives right now. In Jesus' name, Father God, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of the Christian Bay Podcast. Bye.